Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and this podcast is all about helping men to become unstuck in their lives and inspire and encourage them to move forward towards a life of strength, confidence, and inner fulfillment. So without further ado, here is today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Modern Warrior podcast. Today I am delighted to have Namaste Moore with me from the Infinite Couple. Namaste, how are you today? I am wonderful and it's such a delight to be here with you today, Gavin. Likewise, likewise. So I've come across your page uh, on Instagram and I was extremely fascinated by the work you do. Uh, so please uh, give us a bit of an insight in terms of what exactly that is. Yes. Yeah, so so I'm half of the infinite couple. The infinite couple is my husband and I. And what we do is we return the masculine to men, return the feminine to women, and return men and women to each other so that they can live and lead their legacy before they are leaving it. Um, so basically, we enable men and women to view their masculinity and their femininity, create their infinite life, the life that they desire to have, to lead, um, and to create in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, as I say. So what do you feel are the biggest struggles with men women and perhaps the whole dynamic of being a couple these days? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, Primarily it is that because we no longer have what most people call gender roles, um, we recognize them as being sex roles. These are the ways that men and women have historically understood um, where they fit in society in general, as well as in relationship to each other. And because um, in at least in Western countries, um, and in first world countries, in many cases, that has been removed, that has been eroded. Um, and for many people, they actually believe that they are um, irrelevant. But what, has, what that has created is a foundational lack of place, meaning that um, innate to our being human is our need to know where I fit. Well, how do I fit in reference to other humans? Where's my place, right? And so when we don't have that, we automatically have chaos. We don't know what to do. And so men and women today, both in general society, when they're in proximity to each other in a business or a company or anything like that, as well as in relationships, don't know where they fit. And because they don't know where they fit, what ends up happening is they begin to compete with each other men and women start feeling like I have to compete. I, I, and, and a lot of this is quite frankly on behalf of women <laughs> because of uh, the rise of feminism has created in women this, this need to compete with men um, as a way of, uh, and a belief that that is necessary in order for a woman to have power. I don't believe that we actually um, say exactly the opposite, um, but but that is what many people believe right now, and so it's creating a lot of stress and struggle in relationships. So you feel that women are becoming more of a dominant force, and that men are 
somewhat becoming submissive to women? Yes, yes, I, I, I do. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> um, I absolutely do believe that. I believe that in the world today, men are taught that to be a good um, man, a good guy, it's not even a man, a good guy is um, to submit to her, to do it how she wants it to be done, to constantly look into the face of, of the woman that he is with, to see um, for permission to be himself, um, to define himself through her eyes. You know, um, if she says what he's doing is good, then it is good. And if she says it is bad, then it is bad. Mm. So rather than having a true partnership, most men um, end up engaged in really somewhat of a mother-son relationship um, that they did not ask for, which of course creates this kind of, um, in, in, in my observation, um, an uncertainty, a timidity in men, and also can give rise to resentment you know, and, and detachment because I didn't get with you because I wanted a mom, you know, I really, I wanted a partner. And now I'm in this position where I always have to at, basically ask your permission for yeah. how I'm showing up. Yeah. Do you feel that the, the dynamics of that, that relationship is based on a man actually seeking a woman to replace his mother to a certain extent? Mm. Mm. Um, sometimes, sometimes. Um, we have to understand that we are dealing with the third, I believe it's the third generation of men born since the advent and the real push for feminism, which means that a lot of men are now suffering the effects of feminism in their own lives. In other words, what was your father like? So most men are going to kind of mirror what they saw. So if their father was absent completely, then the mother was the figure. Um, if the father was present, but in some ways impotent in the family dynamic, meaning that he was there and he may have paid the bills and did everything like that, but it was mom who ruled the house, you know, then what that creates is men who are very comfortable feeling the authority of a woman in their lives. They feel most comfortable with her in that position. And then we add to the complexity of that, um, the, the capacity of a woman's tears to make a man feel like I did something wrong. You know, um, if, if you make your mom cry, you know, you're a bad boy. You know, and if you make your girlfriend cry or if your girlfriend, maybe you didn't because even that statement make her cry. If she says that you made her cry, you know, I'm crying because you did this to me. How could you do these things? You should feel bad about that. You should figure out how to fix that. She's not responsible for her own emotional state. You're responsible for how she feels. And so it's um, I feel for men because um, in many cases they're caught and this kind of catch 2022, like you literally are, are danged if you do and danged if you don't, you know? Um, and so it's, it's very difficult right now for men to know and to create a working definition of what is it to be a good man? It's, it's very hard for men to figure that out at this time. So 
in your own professional opinion, what does it mean to be a good man? Yeah, mm, beautiful. Um, it's actually really simple. I believe that a person's goodness is innate to them. And so you are going to show up as your best self when you have an awareness of who you are, a clarity of your goals and your vision in your life, and the capacity to be 100% who you are with whomever you are with, and the willingness to risk rejection, to risk um, being ostracized even by being true to that. In other words, you are going to be your the best man when you are being true to you. Mm-hmm. That is how you're going to be the best man. Um, my husband, we've, we've been together for 18 years. And my husband, I only have uh, one expectation of him ever. And that is he will be 100% himself. And when he finds a new self is arising, in himself, because you're going to be many yous in the course of your lifetime, right? So when he finds out something new about himself, he finds out that something that he used to love, he no longer loves, or a way that he used to move, he no longer wants to move that way. He's becoming something new that when he realizes it, he will let me know. That's it. I have no other expectations. I have no other, you have to be this way because I need you to be that way. Mm -mm. I want you to be 100% who you are, and however that looks, and then just tell me when you figure that out. And so that, the reason why I believe that makes you a good man, because that automatically makes you a man of your word. Because when you give your word, you're not giving your word based on what she wants from you. You're giving your word based on who you really are. So even if she's like, I want you to promise me that when you come home from work, you will not be on the phone and you will not do work stuff at the dinner table, right? You can say that doesn't feel real for me. That doesn't feel in alignment for who I am and where I'm trying to lead this family at this time. Work requires more of me than nine to five. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to promise you that. What I will promise you is that when I say I'm working, I'm working. What I will promise you is that I'm doing this for us. And I can give you this amount of time. I will give you, you know, we will have 30 minutes a day uninterrupted. So when I say that, I will mean that because I'm saying that, but I'm not going to promise you things because you want them. I can only promise you that which is real for me and is what I'm really willing in alignment with myself to give you. And that makes a much more powerful relationship because she can trust you. It can make it more powerful, but it can also create conflict there as well in terms oh of- definitely <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. what i want that's not what i requested so uh <laughs> this is and, and it's and it's interesting uh when you were talking about your husband and uh this new self evolving from him which uh, as you said we're all um well not all of us but i, I think we should all always be growing and progressing towards something better something uh, more fulfilling and the person you are today is not the same person you were 10 years ago five years ago maybe even last year right i think yeah i think what can happen i think this is happening a lot is a lot of men are kind of jumping onto this personal development and self-development world and making big improvements in their life 
but they're also developing this this lone what's been deemed as a lone wolf syndrome where they're doing it all on their own and not kind of they're not bringing the the wife with them or, or the or the uh, the relationship with them on that journey they're kind of on this path on their own and it's it becomes it becomes very lonely and this is where a lot of the perhaps resentment can arise in the relationship because now you're a different person you think differently you act differently you behave differently and the person you're with your your wife or your girlfriend or whoever it is is still way back here where mm-hmm. was whenever you met 10 years mm-hmm. ago so mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of that happening as well where women are being uh, left behind to a certain extent but men are <laughs> I don't know, say happy to take that journey on on their own because um, they see something better outside of themselves or outside of the relationship to to seek, or maybe what they're trying to find is not found in the relationship. So there's a this is what I mean in terms of the the breakdown in in the relationship whenever you're breaking away from the relationship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting when you say that that. You know, if if your husband is uh, is evolving or this new self is evolving from him, that there's a level of acceptance, or there is a full acceptance on your behalf to say, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm with you here, and I'm. Yeah. Is it a matter that you take that journey on with mm-hmm. him, or do you mm-hmm. do his thing? And how does how does that work, or how do you negotiate yeah. that? Yeah. So one of the things that we recommend people do is that they date even when they're partnered. And the reason why is, is and, and the reason why we say date and not just have a date night is because date night, we're going out for movies, we're going out for dinner, we're going to talk about the little light things that we normally talk about. Afterwards, we might, you know, enjoy some intimacy. And that was fun. Yay. When we say date, what we're talking about is handle it the same way you would do if you were just getting ready to know someone very new. And because when you do that, what you provide this opportunity is that instead of your partner as a woman or as a man growing and developing in a completely different direction than you, you know what's going on with them as they're developing. And so what you are doing is you're literally growing together. Right. So at the point, so to answer your question more directly, if I notice that or if my husband shares with me something that where he's noticing something and I haven't picked up on it. And so he's developing in a specific area, I immediately am going to whatever I was focusing on. I usually will drop whatever that is and start focusing on whatever he's focusing on as far as personal development, because ultimately we must grow together in order to stay together. Right. And so this is this is people always ask, like, what's the secret? And I'm like, well, the secret is absolute acceptance, but it's also prioritization. I prioritize our marriage over everything. And so does he. Right. He will tell anybody marriage first. You know, she's first. Right. So so then when he is like, yes, I'm developing, I'm noticing these things, you know, this this just this week I was reading this article about this and it's really bringing up all of these things. I want to read the article. I want to talk. Let's talk about it. So how's that showing up for you? Well, when I read the article, what I noticed was this, this and this. What did you see and how are you feeling about that? And and then he'll ask me, well, what are you seeing about that? And so now we are it's now our mutual, even though we each are doing our own work. It's also work that we're doing together and that makes it richer. It makes it deeper. 
Um, and it's part of um, what we call the creation of what we call the dyad, which is that we don't operate as two separate lives, but we are two beings who are forming one life that is much greater than the sum of its parts. It's exponential compounded growth and, and influence and impact in the world as well as on ourselves because we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's quite powerful. And yeah, it sounds like a very fulfilling relationship and marriage to be in. Uh, so well done right. on that. And uh, however, if there was somebody coming to you where those dynamics have broken down in terms of there is a separation mm-hmm. that the that the man is doing his thing, she's doing her thing, and this communication yeah. broken broken down in the middle, and maybe the marriage isn't the number one mm-hmm. priority for either or, and um, mm-hmm. there is this uh, as I said, there is a separation. Maybe they're together but not together. Mm-hmm. How do you negotiate that one? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that kind of speaks to something you were saying about conflict. Um, the first thing that we do is we talk about forgiveness because when two people are struggling and especially if they're like, well, they do their thing and I do my thing and they're over here and undoubtedly somewhere there was something that happened that caused each person to feel like, I can't share this aspect of me with my person. I love them, but I just can't share that, right? Because we have these landmines in our relationship that we carefully negotiate around, right? So the first thing we say is that the way that you diffuse the landmines is through forgiveness. You have to believe that your partner is not your enemy and that your partner has acceptance for you. And the way that you get there is also by saying, am I willing to accept my partner? So you always want to start there. Then the next step is for women, she needs to develop, if she does not have it, (laughs) respect for him, real respect, not respect as kind of this airy-fairy concept, right? Like, I literally respect him. There are certain ways that I just will not speak to him because I respect him. And so when someone, when someone says, well, you know, I respect him, I say, okay, well, do you respect him more than you respect a judge in your, in your um, culture? Do you respect him more than you respect whatever is the, the leader of your community or the leader of your religion or the leader of whatever thing that you're in? Well, because I know that there's things that you wouldn't do with that person. So do you have those same things that you would never do with him? Because that's really where you see, do I really respect him or am I just using that word, right? So we talk to the woman about respecting him and we talk to the man about appreciating her because men and women need different things. Men thrive on respect and they shut down on shame when they feel shame, a sense of shame. Um, being directed towards them. You're not measuring up. You're not being enough, right? And women thrive on appreciation and they shut down when they feel like I'm not valued for who I am. I'm valued for what I do, okay? And so he, we talked to him about 
appreciating her? Do you appreciate how she's different from you? She's a girl. She's a woman. She doesn't look at the world through the way you look at it. She has different needs than you do. She, you know, like my husband always says, you know, they need to get, you know, all of the creams and jellies and the makeup stuff and they need to talk and, you know, all of that. And so she's different. Do you appreciate those differences or do you only appreciate her when she's like you? You know, you want her to be like you. Can you find intimacy in your differences is the next step. So I'm fascinated by the fact that you're different from me versus I'm frustrated by the fact that you're different from me. Um, And then from there, that is where you develop that your own level of emotional intelligence and emotional maturity where you can say, just because I'm feeling a thing doesn't mean that's true. I need to be willing to unpack it and have that have those different conversations. So yeah, I have a thing that I wanted. I want you to commit to, again, going back to that analogy, I want you to commit to not working after work, right? Okay, well, why? Mm-hmm. Well, because when you come and you work after work, I feel like I'm not important to you. Now that is what we really need to talk about, that you feel like you're not important to me because it's not about the work at the table. It's about the, for her, and this is really important, gentlemen, it's not about the work. It's not about the phone. It's not about the fact that she's talking to you and she doesn't. She just doesn't like phones. You know, a lot of women complain about that. Why is he always looking at his phone? She doesn't have a problem with phones. What that is really, what she's really saying is that I don't feel like I'm important to him. I don't feel like I'm interesting enough. So I feel like whatever's on the phone is more interesting than me which means that I don't feel appreciated by my, for my presence in his life. So sometimes, you know how you can get her to not really care about that as much is sometimes without her saying it, just put your phone down and go, I just want to look at you. I just want to talk to you for a few minutes. She will be so shocked. <laughs> and so like, what about what, what's wrong? Nothing. I just, I just, I'm so, I'm so glad you're here. I'm just so glad that we're together. And you're already, you're proactively addressing what's really driving her to harp on the phone all the time, you know, before it gets to be a problem. And so we, we try to teach people how to be proactive in understanding the, the bids for affection and the bids for a connection that their partners are putting forward. Um, because those things are usually the the places where conflict develops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, the phone is the one that uh, seems seems as the as the biggest distraction at the moment in terms of a relationship or for people in general. But then you link the phone to the uh, the disconnection that you perhaps feel in the relationship or with your partner, and then you're mm-hmm. looking for this connection through the phone, which is let's be real, it's ever present. The temptation there to to find a connection somewhere else outside the marriage is always Mm -hmm. there. So yeah, in in that sense, is that telling you something that uh, you need to listen to in terms of, you know what, maybe this relationship or this marriage is broken down and this is why I am looking for a connection somewhere else or Mm -hmm. a bit of a wake up call in terms of, why am I looking for connection outside of marriage? Should I invest this 
time and energy into the into the relationship and and try to find it there again because it, it was there at some point i'm sure right. but right. it's connected somewhat so yeah yeah where do you yeah where, yeah, yeah you, a lot of times it is showing that there's a disconnect there um it, it, you know it's like what aspect of myself do am i finding connection with and expressing through my phone through my internet connections that i don't feel like i can express express with the woman in my life um so it may be well i'm looking at um i'm looking at sports stuff and she doesn't care about sports stuff you know and well then that would be a conversation you know i really like sports and i would like for us to share that together you know so are you willing to learn because if you're willing to learn i'm willing to teach you right um for instance my husband got very uh involved <laughs> in cryptocurrency and he started investing in it and and i knew about the investments but i didn't know how time intensive looking and watching those crypto markets could be and 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 um he, you know he suddenly was spending a lot of time like first thing in the morning last thing night middle of the night he's up and he's looking and i was like what's happening you know <laughs> because it was such such a difference right and he was like oh it's crypto you know it, it changes so fast and you really have to watch it and he's really good at it so it just got to be this thing and but what instead of being upset about it what i did was i was like man he's really into crypto what kind of crypto well how does it work you know and and so then i started bringing him crypto like oh look at this i found this new i found this new coin on the market or i heard about this new thing that's coming out have you heard about it and da, da, da. so then it went from being something that he was doing without me that was taking up so much of his time to something that we're doing together mm -hmm. you know and so what i what i encouragement to do is to even if you think that this is my thing and it's not probably she's not going to really be interested in it to still invite her on the journey because you never know when she is going to be interested she may be interested because it's an opportunity for her to spend time with you and you know i also encourage men that if it's if this is a woman that you are um it's a new relationship that you look at her willingness <laughs> to spend time with you and to and to learn about you learn about the things that are important to you as being an important aspect of how you decide if she is the woman for you or not versus allowing yourself to say well that's just how women are and so i have to learn how to be, be okay with this all women are not like that you know there are women who when you show them your life and what you're interested in she is going to be interested in it she's like i am a part of your life and so anything that you like i love if you're interested in if you're in it i'm in it too and that's the kind of woman that you want to choose to spend your life with because that kind of woman will grow with you for life whereas a woman who is more like well no i mean you can do your thing you're going to be together and still feel lonely and that's not what relationships are for you know so yes yeah a lot of people in relationships and uh yeah there is that sense of loneliness even though you're with somebody but to go a little yeah. bit deeper than that in terms of these connections that you look for outside your relationship because it's become somewhat disconnected in the relationship the connections you're looking for is of somebody else 
not something else. So mm -hmm. what, uh, yeah, what, what is, what is that telling you in terms of, um, in terms of the relationship? Is it, is there a sense of when you get to that point, maybe a sense of hopelessness that comes with the relationship in terms of, you know what, I can't find it here. So I'm going to look for it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking yeah. again, that's what I mean. The phone is there and it's like, Oh, look, I can find it here. Easy peasy. Yeah. And, and, and I can uh, yeah. connect with this person and mm -hmm. she may be able to connect with me on a deeper level than, right. than this person in my life. So yeah. How do you negotiate that one? That's uh yeah, that one's very difficult because a lot of times, um, you know, when men are experiencing that and they're doing that, um, it's not that the relationship isn't salvageable. You can salvage it, maybe. And the maybe there is, are you willing to turn to the woman that you are with and to try again with her? Or have you already found that when I share myself with her, she can't accept me? In which case, rather than seeking something extramarital, you know, something on the side, um, a be much better, more integral thing for your own, again, I, I believe in sacred selfishness, okay? <laughs> so for your own well-being and your own peace of mind, and so that you aren't, um, losing your own honor and your own integrity, then saying and being willing to say, you know what, this relationship is not working for me. It is no, I love you, but this is not what I want. And I need to find someone who can accept all of me. Um, we, I often tell men, my husband and I both, that you are allowed to have standards. <laughs> You are, and a lot of men don't know that there's anything more that they can do than just try to find a woman who likes them. You are allowed to say, I want a woman who, and have an answer to that. You know, we have five sons. Our sons range in age from 20 to 32. And with our sons, we've always taught them that, that it's not about finding the woman who just you know, she's pretty or she's attractive to me. And, you know, she likes me too. Let's get together. No, it's about finding the woman who respects you and the woman who fascin is fascinated by you and the woman who wants to build a life with you and not just use you as a prop in her life, right? And so as a man, it's important that men understand that if you are looking at this woman and you may love her and you may be like, you know, that's my baby, you know, she means so much to me. And at the same time, you've been with her for however many years, five, 10, however many years. And it's like, she doesn't listen. When I tell her things, she doesn't, she's always, she talks down to me. When I try to share myself with her, she's like, that's stupid. I'm not interested in that or whatever. Then the question you need to ask yourself before you go out and seek someone else is why am I still here with her? Because if she really doesn't accept me and she really isn't respecting me, then why am I violating my own respect for me by making myself available to be with a woman who treats me that way. 
you know? And so when men have higher standards for the women that they are with, women will change, you know? Because if a man says, you know what? You're not going to talk to me like that. Absolutely not. You're not going to raise your voice at me. I, I have no, no, that is not, I am not available for that. She either is going to be like, wow, okay, I need to change that and not do that. Or she's going to say, okay, I can't be with you. I'm going to go find a man who lets me yell at him or whatever. And either way, that's fine because you can't treat me like that, you know? And so, so men need to have higher standards for the women that they're with. Yes. Uh, I'm smiling because uh, I work with men uh, who are in those type of relationships um, mm -hmm. for all the wrong reasons, but they stay in the relationship out of fear. And usually, mm -hmm. it's, um, usually it's what the kids, uh, there's the fear of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fear of um, being a failure as a, as a father, as a husband. Um, yeah having a negative impact on their on their kids so mm, yeah yeah i've seen that as well so that's a very difficult one to uh to navigate beyond when they're with somebody that as i said it's a relationship but it's not a relationship it's there's a mm -hmm. it's broken but they're mm -hmm. they're just they're just clinging on for the for the sake of mm -hmm. of the kids and uh right unwilling to let go because of the, of, of the fear of, of how it may right. impact kids or yeah. otherwise how how the kids would then begin to uh, interpret their their father as somewhat of a letdown right. failure so right. yeah any any words or any mm -hmm. bit of insight you could offer uh, these yeah yeah we definitely see that as well and and i've definitely um seen so many men do that like well, yeah, but it's not really about her. You know, I don't want my kids to grow up without me. Um, I don't know what she'll say about me if I'm not there, you know? Um, and um, I want my children to have a closer relationship with me than I had with my dad, you know, so much of that. And what we say to those men is that you are modeling for your children acceptable behavior. So when they see their mother treat you with disrespect or um, be dismissive to you, you know, be demanding, when they're experiencing all of that, you are showing them what a relationship looks like. You're showing your son this is how you are to be as a man. So that son will grow up and think that that's how you should be treated, right? Your daughter will grow up and say, this is how I treat men. This is how you should handle men because she saw you be okay with it. It is much more advantageous for the children to see if you guys parted ways, you have visitation or maybe you get custody or maybe you share custody, whatever the situation is. But then when they come into where you are, they are seeing a completely different experience than what they're seeing with their mom. So if the mom is, you know, always she gets with somebody else and she's still yelling and, you know, doing whatever. Right. But then when they come to where dad is, they see peace. They see, 
you know, dad making decisions. They see dad, you know, maybe getting with another person and she's respectful of him and, and, and supportive of him. So now they're actually getting to see, and, and people don't usually think about this, but sometimes divorce gives children or, or splitting up gives children a really big contrast where they can see <laughs> you can do it this way or you can do it that way. And they can see one way is, wow, this, this way, like there's chaos, there's confusion, this way there's peace and da-da-da. Okay, I know what direction I want to go in. Whereas when the parents are staying together and they're miserable together, the only model that the children see is failure, is basically two people who stayed together and were very unhappy. And what is that teaching children about relationships and about marriage and about how men and women are together. You know, um, we have a lot of people in the world today who have a total distortion in their mind as far as how relationships go and how marriage go and how, how men and women are together based on what they saw with their parents. You know, um, I saw my parents, they stayed together, but they were miserable. So, you know, I'm just never going to get married. Or I saw my parents and and, you know, they stayed together, but they were constantly with other people. They didn't think we knew, but we knew, you know, what was going on. So I, I'm always worried that the person I'm with is lying to me and hiding something from me because that's what I saw my parents do, even though they don't know I saw them, you know, that kind of thing. And so as parents, you always want to think about what are you modeling for your children? Because more is caught than is taught. Your children aren't learning from what you say. They're learning from what you do. You know, and um, um, this is my husband and I, this is our second marriage. Both of us were married before and we both had to navigate that path of, you know, neither one of us wanted our first marriages to end. We both, you know, really tried to make it work. Um, and at the end of the day, it was the biggest gift I can give my child is my own happiness. That's the biggest gift I can give my children is to look at me and see me happy because by seeing me happy, they learn that they can be happy in the world. If I show them my misery, then they believe that life is hard and miserable. And I don't want that for them, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that insight. That's going to be very valuable to a lot of men listening to this. So yeah, I, I guess to close with, in terms of if you're not in a relationship and mm -hmm you're you're navigating the the, the the dating field so to speak mm. when it comes to meeting somebody you've, you've kind of touched on a few th a few of these things already but when it comes to meeting somebody and again i work with a lot of men who are single but what mm -hmm. uh yeah they, they, they struggle to be single because they're actually looking for somebody to, to share their mm -hmm. life with but just can't seem to find this person mm -hmm. i don't know why but is there some insight in terms of how to uh, how to help them make make good decisions when it comes to meeting somebody or how to are, yeah. you, are you all like I've spoken to yeah. people before are you all for kind of dating several people at a time and then you know mm -hmm. you connect with yeah. going with that <laughs> are you more kind of or find someone invest in them for a while if it doesn't work out maybe move on to somebody else yeah. or yeah the whole dating dynamics is it's it's very complex i feel at the moment so yeah what words of uh of um 
wisdom could you give those people? Yeah. So we actually have a um, 17 hour masterclass that we teach called Dating for Marriage, where we actually teach exactly how to date, to find your one, to find your person, not for just like hanging out, but like, this is my person for my life. And we guarantee it in a year you'll be engaged. Right. But um, one of the things that we teach there is the importance of um, knowing your own values. What are your values for living? Because when you know your values, then when you're dating, you can bring that in and you're, what you're looking for is not, most people think I'm looking for someone with the same values as me. It's, that's not necessarily true. What you're looking for is someone with complementary values. So we don't have to have the exact same values, right? But do their values, when I hear about their values, it lights me up. I'm excited about what their values are. And when they hear my values, they're excited and delighted by that. And I can see how our values can come together to build something that's much bigger and much greater, right? We also do recommend that people date more, that you date more than one person at a time, identify these core things, and then pick as the man specifically, pick the woman out of the women that you are dating um, to that you want to court, that you want to begin to have an exclusive relationship for the purpose of getting to know them to see if she has what you desire in a wife. You know, and we teach, and in and, and that course, we teach how exactly how to do that. But it's it's necessary. The reason why we say date multiple people at the, at the same time is so that you are not becoming overly in, emotionally invested in a woman before you know that we have the capacity to build something. Um, a lot of people are doing exactly the opposite. They meet somebody, they vibe with them, they're feeling some attraction, um, they're feeling some excitement. And so they're like, this is my person. And then they start just dating that one person. But now you're overly emotionally involved in that with them. And you really don't know anything about them. You don't know. So what they end up doing is trying to make that person into their person because I like them and, and they seem to like me and I'm attracted to them. And I think they're attracted to me and this will be awesome. And and, and then, you know, people are modeling their relationships based on what they see on television, you know, so they think this is what we do. And, okay, so let's be together. Let's make this exclusive, you know? And so now they're exclusive and it's like, you literally don't know that person at all. And now you're in a committed relationship with them. Wow. We take that and flip it. You're going to get to know this person and know who they are before you go into a committed relationship. You're going to find out the important stuff first, not a year in, find out you know what? You know what's the most important thing to me? My career. I didn't know that about you. Yes. And if my career takes me to Timbuktu, I'm going. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> you know, I don't want kids. I didn't know that about you. Why? Because we spent so much time at the beginning just having fun and enjoying each other's energy that we didn't ask the important questions to know if we have what is required to create a life together. Mm -hmm. You know, so you want to start there instead of ending up there. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. So where can uh, where can these men or these people find you? Where, where where is this brilliant course of yours, for example? <laughs> yeah. So it's on um, infinitecouple.com. Um, people can also find us on um, Instagram. Um, I have, we have two Instagram channels, uh, the infinite couple, and also I am namaste more, um, is mine. And then you can also find us on Facebook and on YouTube. Basically, if you look up 
the infinite couple. That's us. <laughs> and you can find us there. And, uh, and we have free groups on Facebook. We, we, we try to serve it though. We want to serve our, our desire is our legacy is to see men and women happy together and to end once and for all the battle of the sexes. So men and women are coming together in, in, in unity and in joy with each other. So we make it a point to be everywhere so that we can serve. I love it. Thank you so much. Namaste. This has been an absolute pleasure. You too. Thank you, Kevin. Till next time. You too. Bye.